Hi there, my name is Richard. I have a new life in Christ, and I'm recovering from same-sex attraction, pride, selfishness, and a whole lot of other things if you look at that 100-plus struggle list. I was very fortunate to be brought up in a home where both of my parents were solid believers in Christ and were very involved in our church. When I was nine years old, I trusted Christ as my Savior, and I committed my life to Him. But a couple of years later, in the sixth or seventh grade, I began to experience feelings of same-sex attraction. Out of the guilt, fear, and shame that came with these feelings, I didn't share them with anyone. Back in the 1970s, no one ever talked about same-sex attraction, and I myself even considered it to be one of the, quote, worst sins. I tried to ignore it, but it wouldn't go away no matter how much I wanted to or how hard I tried. After college, I lived overseas for two years, working with the International Mission Board, went to seminary, got married, trying to ignore my attraction to men and thought if I got married, things would be again normal. We had three wonderful kids, and I went on to be a pastor. This was in the state of Washington for 30-plus years. I was serving God, but I was scared to death of anybody finding out about my secret that I had kept myself for 50 years. I had planned to take this secret to the grave. Then, in my late 50s, I gave in to the temptation of Internet pornography, That grew, and that led to online conversations, and that eventually led to secretly meeting and acting on my desires with men for two years. After my first homosexual encounter, I totally crashed emotionally and started taking depression medication. Now, I firmly believe there is a true medical need for antidepressants, but that was not true for me because I was just trying to cover up my sin. I was using the medication to numb my pain. I didn't acknowledge what was happening at the time, but in hindsight, I can very easily see how the pornography and the acting out my desires grew to become an obsession, a true, a real addiction. One night, my wife discovered a texting conversation I was having, and she confronted me. My 50-year-old secret was now out. When she discovered what had been going on, she realized what was causing the other problems in our marriage, and she called it quits. Our 33-year marriage was over in an instant. I lost everything that night. I lost my wife. I lost our marriage. I lost my home. I lost my ministry job. I lost my career, my livelihood, everything that I knew. And I found myself moving back to Dallas uh, with my family here. But two of my favorite words since then have become, but God. God was very gracious, led me to Watermark, led me to Regen. Coming that first night was one of the hardest things I have ever done in my life. I was so broken, so depressed, and so discouraged about my life. I was so scared and nervous, I thought I was going to pass out. I didn't know a single person in the room and felt like I was the oldest person in the room. I thought there was no way that anybody would understand my problems, my life situation, or what I was going through. And I believed that no one could be in a situation that was even worse than mine. But when we broke into small groups, the leader was approximately my age. And when he shared that he had a new life in Christ and that he struggled with same-sex attraction, I could clearly see that God had led me there. 
Even though I had given up on life, God was not giving up on me. So I came back the next week and the next and the next. Even in seeing God's hand bringing me here, I still didn't want to share anything with anybody. I had been a pastor for 30 plus years, but I spent more time applying the scriptures to others than to myself. And while the scriptures and the groundwork book and the step books were familiar, they started to feel very personal and very directed to me. Honestly, steps one and two, admit and believe, were easy for me because my life had completely fallen apart. And at 62 years of age, I was starting from ground zero. I was desperate. But step three, trust, was different. I had trusted God for salvation, trusted him with different parts of my life for so many years, but I had never trusted him with everything. I slowly learned to surrender my daily will to God, to surrender every aspect of my life, every detail to him, not striving for instant cold turkey healing and sobriety, but trusting God just 24 hours at a time, one day at a time, one step at a time. While I was making some progress, when we got to inventory, everything in me still wanted to hide, to hide my sin, to hide from God, and to hide from others. But I began praying the truth of Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Lord, help me to trust in you with all my heart. Please help me to not lean on my own understanding. And I truly felt him walk with me through that process. I will tell you that step five, confess, was even harder for me. My pride had kept me from revealing any weakness, brokenness, sin, or struggles to anyone my entire life. I'd never admitted that I needed help. I had memorized and taught the second half of James 5.16 for years. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. But I totally ignored the first half of that verse. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. When I did confess my inventory, sharing so many things that I had never, ever shared with anyone, there was a real and tangible freedom that I had never experienced I felt that night. I could tell that healing was starting to take place. I was discovering what true biblical community is, moving from trying to do everything on my own to allowing others to fully know me, to love me, and to walk with me. If you have never tried it, trust me when I tell you that fully living in the light, being known, not hiding anything, walking alongside others who are doing the same is truly God's kindness and God's provision for us. It was and still is so comforting to know that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Neither death nor life, angels or demons, our fears for today, nor our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. Satan still tries to pour on the guilt and shame, but my identity is secure in Jesus Christ. In being a child of God and not anything, nothing good, nothing bad that I do. My struggle with same-sex attraction does not define me. God also allowed me to see that my pride was keeping me from accepting his forgiveness for me. But I have been forgiven of so much, and because of that, I can forgive and love and accept those who have hurt me. 
After forgiveness came step nine, amends. I did not want to make amends with all those people that I had hurt. I had killed my wife's spirit. I had killed our marriage. I had hurt my kids so badly. I had disappointed so many friends that I had done ministry with and failed countless people that I had been leading through the years. I want to pause for a second to tell you I love to hear the stories that we often hear of doing amends going well and the crazy stories of all kinds of broken relationships being healed. And while the greatest majority of people that I sought to make amends with have been loving, encouraging, and forgiving, this hasn't been the case with everyone. But I want you to know in spite of that, God is still good, still faithful, still trustworthy. I still pray regularly for those in my life that I have hurt, and I pray for restoration and reconciliation with them. And at the same time, I still get to walk every day in the freedom and the fullness of life that Christ gave me through his paying the penalty for my sins when he offered his life on the cross. When I'm tempted to go back to the feelings of guilt and shame, I run back to the truth and the love that I find in Christ alone. That's why my favorite step of all is step 11, intimacy with God. My relationship now is the sweetest, closest, most joyful, peaceful fellowship that I can ever remember. My life has become a celebration. It's amazing the doors that God opens for me to to share with others. Sometimes my pride will kick in and I'm hesitant to share about all my struggles, especially my struggle with same-sex attraction. But God has forgiven me, gives me freedom. And when I do share, he uses it for his glory. By the world's standards, my life should be totally miserable, losing my marriage, my career, my livelihood, But today, it is a life that is filled with peace, joy, hope, and purpose in Christ alone. If tonight's your first night, you've already taken the hardest step, I promise it only gets better from here. I do want to encourage you to go all in, go all the way through the process. If you've been coming to groundwork, keep going. You're only just beginning. Satan would love to stop you at any stage of your recovery and pull you back into that slavery. But God, he sees you, he's with you, he's working, and he's asking you to surrender everything to him. My name is Richard, I do have a new life in Christ, and I'm recovering from same-sex attraction and pride, and I give God all the glory for what he has done and what he is doing in my life today. Thank you. Thank you.